from chap uh, John chapter 13, verses 1 to 17, and uh, verses 35, 32 to 35. Uh, it was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Ecker, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who had said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew he was who he wa who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and right. Rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children... I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And just as I told the Jews, so I, told, I tell you now, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. But this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Now we're going to obey um, Jesus' command to love one another and wash each other's feet soon. Uh, but before that, I'm going to ask Anduti to come and deliver tonight's word for us. All right, thank you very much. Now, 
last Sunday we in the church we celebrated the triumphant entry of Jesus somehow I asked myself why do we call this week the Holy Week what is holy about this week tomorrow Good Friday we will look at the death of Jesus and I don't have an answer about why it's called a holy week and I didn't investigate much to find out but something is important this week is a week full of examples that Jesus wants us to follow things two things speaks clearly to me from this passage one is the timing it was a time when he knew by the state he knew what was lying ahead of him he knew he was going to die and just a few days ago he entered jerusalem as a king now not just like a servant now he he but something was concerning him people were still his even the disciples were a bit afraid of him of associating with him they are kind of mindful of what people may think about the followers of this way right and in my short sharing tonight this is a miss a conversation between jesus and his disciples it's important to understand this context for because sometimes we may does this really apply to someone who has not uh, met jesus and in 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 my interpretation i'll refer to disciples as people who are following him because these are clearly his 12 disciples those who as appointed so from where we read today i'll look at uh, a title of why that the attitude of a disciple and before i speak further let's pray lord we thank you for your words please we ask that you open our hearts and help us to see beyond the letters of your word and that the spirit of your word will help our lives in jesus name Amen. So verse 2 says that Jesus did this because he loved his disciples. And I say he knew his death was very close. And he, in my, in my, where I come from, we, we, I don't know, it's a tradition, we value the word of a dying man. Simply because some believe he is seeing the other part of, so he can talk to his son, his daughter, don't do this don't and people hold it so uh, close to their heart uh, such kind of this and i believe just maybe you know in in a school like this imagine the high school students are graduating and you've been with them for five six years and you are asked to give them a speech you will notice that what you you want to bundle out everything about you to share with them so what happened in this test is like Suddenly, I know some of us know that our feet, we may be washing feet today. But then, just push up, these disciples, they, they were not aware of it. So suddenly, Jesus got up. Got a towel, got a basin. At least he has to look for water. And started, something strange. And two things came to my mind. What if all of them had just said, okay, this is Jesus what he does is always good and let me just obey let's look at the life of simon peter who interjected and said no 
And I realized that because of that no, we now know the reason why Jesus was washing the feet. Perhaps if they had all agreed that Jesus would go around, for somebody who, and this is, people may look at it from different aspects, but I consider it as sometimes when we don't understand, and it is to Jesus, why not open up and say, I don't understand? Secondly, I don't know whether he seems, again, when he mentioned about, oh, you have to, I have to bait everywhere. I thought, could, could this be that this guy, this man is a kind of playing about all this, he's not serious or something, but whatever. The question is that this, there are things that made him to, what would that be? Some say, okay, maybe in those days people wear sandals, opens, and perhaps you don't have third road. People will have a kind of tradition where you go in, they will wash your feet. That's one possible explanation why he's rejecting. Another one may be, perhaps this man may see how dirty my feet are. And like, we don't really know why, but he, he was, he, 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 he didn't want that experience from Jesus. And this, and, and they had this further conversation. But in to look at what the lessons from this passage. One is Jesus talked about that this cleansing, it was intentional. And it was to show an example of what he wants them to be. Two things again, he was talking, this is about with his disciples. This is, remember the timing. And now he spoke to them. In, after that, he said, okay, the conversation about, he knew about Judas, who is possibly not clean, his intention, and so on and so forth. But, so we look at building up one another. And I'm going to read verse 14 again, just for emphasis. And he said, and since I, the Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. This is Jesus speaking to us. And thank God we have, I hope so, we have agreed to be bound by his discipleship. By discipleship means his leading, his direction. I hope we are committed to daily follow him. Then this is what he said. If I, the Lord and teacher, have done this, do it to one another. Brothers and sisters, I want to let us know that Jesus knows that our feet might be dirty. He is also aware that we may have maybe from court, and when we talk about these feet, I'm not talking about the literal washing of feet, even though we will do it tonight, and this is what I said, we are, this is a week full of examples for us to understand what Jesus wants from us, his followers. Wash one another's feet. If, if you do it literally, that's also good. But beyond that, he's talking about, remember the, the interjection from Peter should help us to know that he was talking about cleansing, sanctification, building one, one another up in, in sanctification. You know, so we are in a place, two ways we, we need to see this. One, the, as the receiver and the doer. For example, and Jesus, after he has done it, the instruction is to do it with one another. 
brother A, sister B, the Lord wants us to, you know, find the weak point or, you know, to build one another in sanctification. So how can we do this? What, what are the practical ways we can really build one another up? So it starts from first being in this fellowship, in this discipleship, being bound by the same, not just Christianity in terms of nominal faith, but the reality in practice. And to actively seek out such fellowship that will help us to be this. And another, another thing that is also important, the second one is about loving one another, which is a mandate in verse 34 where we read, you can see, say, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just I have loved you. You should love each other. So, <laughs> the, 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 the love one another. How, how many times have you tried to love someone but it's, it's a bit hard? Last time we began, we were talking about friendship. I, I said, wow, you know, you try to create friendship, but there are several reasons why it can't work or why such friendship seems to fail. But if you look cl- closely to these words, there is, would I call it a, a tip? It must be as Jesus has loved us. So we have to find out how has he loved us. And this will take, <laughs> how has he loved us? How has he shown his love to you, to me? Tomorrow is Good Friday. It's Good Friday. <laughs> Holy Week, Good Friday. Uh, okay. His death is also good. Yeah. I, I guess then, you know, somewhere in the Bible, man, I can't remember the passage, but I say if the king, if the world has understood, the people of them would not have crucified Jesus. Because it was God's strategy to bring redemption to us. So, how should we love one another? As Christ has loved us. I would say that why we are still sinners, Christ died for us. It simply tells us that it's a, I see it as a kind of transferer. It's not, you, we, we don't need to love because the person justified why he or she should be loved. It's just a mandate as I have loved you. So one of my pictures of Good Friday was about 20 years ago. In, I grew up in an Anglican church, and the day before that, the priest, he's a, in Anglican, there is a kind of canon, archdeacon, he's in the position of a canon then. He was attacked by armed robbers in the night before the Good Friday, and he had a very big wound with bandage. And this is a congregation of about 200 people, maybe 150 to 200 people sitting in the church pews, and he has to do the cleansing day. So when he, I can remember that picture clearly, with that bandage with some red stain on the bandage, he walked from pew to pew, washing people's legs. Perhaps ceremonially, just pour some water and wash, whichever. But to show us that example. So when I look at that, I say, what? 
maybe Kande, I think he would have been advised, don't do this. You probably may have you bending down every time. I don't have any suggestion about this, but what I see is what the, the, the love that Jesus wants us to, uh, to bear if you struggle with the love, loving one another. The trick is how has you loved him? How has he loved you? Or it, it, it gives us the clarity of one one. So, finally, in this brief sharing, the first question is, would you, have you, I hope this message is for all of us who are disciples. Are, are you willing or have you recruited them? Uh, of course, this is about our continuous living and living and being aligned with what the word of God, the will of God over our lives. And we talked about building one another of sanctification. How can we practice this? Practical ways we can practice it, and this I will leave on to you to think and brainstorm because this is uh, something Jesus is a body in his heart that we don't stay, you know, and a Christian in isolation. I think it doesn't really work like that. Hebrew 11 amplifies it to find that, you know, do not neglect this gathering. So we are not just trying to, it's, I talked about the recipient and the doer. We should be ready. Yes, your feet may be dirty. There may be something you don't want people to see. But under this instruction, it is under this mandate, and perhaps, and this is why I started, are you a disciple? Have you recruited yourself? We should be ready to open ourselves up. Yeah, it may be hurting. Perhaps you don't, your culture prohibits people from touching your leg or whatever. We don't know the actual reason why Peter did this but the instruction of our master jesus is in all this do it to one another build one another up give room to bringing sanctification to another and receiving that kind of sanctification that comes from the lord jesus may the lord bless his word in our hearts in jesus name amen